This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Here it is, the 22nd day of May. I'm just looking at color radar this morning. It looks like a lot of folks in eastern, southeastern Wisconsin picked up more measurable rainfall overnight. Don't forget, if you've got a rain gauge out there, I want to hear what it's telling you this morning. How much rain did you get? I'm Pam Yonke. Welcome in. Five minutes after 5 o'clock on this, the 22nd day of May. And a lot of farmers still frustrated that they... Can't get wheels rolling out in those farm fields. We'll talk more about that after 5.30. Yesterday, it was all about hemp production in the state. Bankers are not necessarily real comfortable giving out loans when it comes to industrial hemp in Wisconsin. Talking more about that with Josh Scramlin after 5.30. And up before 6 o'clock, May is Beef Month, and we're celebrating it across the state. I'm glad you're along with us. For today, it looks like we're going to have mild conditions. 77 are expected high for today. Partly sunny skies, just a 10% chance of rain showers redeveloping today. Tomorrow, 30% chance of rain overnight Thursday into Friday. And then I'm afraid for at least the beginning of Memorial Weekend, we're going to be a little bit soggy. Stu Muckrag, meteorologist, has weather details in about 15 minutes. We're on mutual assurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. If something unexpected happens to your business, wouldn't you want to be protected by a local Wisconsin-based insurance company that also protects thousands of other Wisconsin businesses? There's a local rural mutual insurance agent office near you, and premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Rural mutual insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You know, these folks don't have capes or superpowers, but they are heroes They are Wisconsin organ donors. I'm Pam Yonke. By becoming a donor, it's not just that you become a hero. It's your legacy. It's the lives you touch. Al Reich from Barneveld lost his wife in 2001. Her organ donations touched more than 50 lives, including a young father in Kentucky. Well, lo and behold, her kidney, a doctor said he'd never seen a match like that. It matched every single way, 100%. And uh, he had three little kids, and my oldest daughter said, you know, you know, she was 40 at the time, so it was tough for her to lose her mother, but it would be really hard knowing that you were only eight years old. Al Wright from Barneveld. You, too, can be a hero and leave a legacy that touches lives. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. As you watch farmers in the fields, you'll still see some of those tried and true tractors that have been around the farm for a long time. No cabs on them, and uh, the farmers are out in the elements. And unfortunately, those tractors can be dangerous at times. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. But, Pam, I know there are a lot of folks working on ways to make those older tractors a little more safe. Absolutely, Bob. Fabulous. Farm Bay Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And actually, the folks at the National Farm Medicine Center in Marshfield have been doing this for a while. They call it the ROPS program, Rollover Protection Structures. And what they've been doing for the past number of years is offering kind of a cost share opportunity for farmers that want to retrofit their older tractors and get that rollover protection structure in place. But they've always been dependent on donations to try to get that grant program put together. Well, at the State House, we've seen unanimous support in getting some of that cost share money 
from the state of Wisconsin. Our own Reba McClone had a chance to visit with staff at the National Farm Medicine Center and one of the state representatives that's trying to advance this rollover protection structure program through the state budget. Farming is considered to be one of the most dangerous jobs that someone can be involved in. One of the causes for this is working with animals that can be unpredictable, but a bigger issue is equipment. Each year, approximately 96 farmers are killed by tractor rollovers. In 2012, the National Farm Medicine Center started a rollover protection structure or ROPS program. Now they are looking to have a bigger impact across the state and are looking to move the funding from donations to being government funded. Dr. Barbara Marlenga, a research scientist at the National Farm Medicine Center, shared more about the program and the importance of having it be state-funded. The RAPS program um, is really made up of three components, and the three components are uh, social marketing to motivate farmers to retrofit their tractors, a hotline and a website to make it easier for farmers to get the information on what's available for their tractors, and then rebates up to 70% on the cost of retrofitting a tractor with ROPS and seatbelt. So those are, are the three components of the program. And what we're trying to do is to get more farmers to put roll bars on their tractors. And the roll bar with the seatbelt is 99% effective in preventing injury or death in the event of an overturn. So that's why it's such an important uh, initiative uh, for the farmers in Wisconsin. The National Farm Medicine Center have been kind of the driving force behind this program in Wisconsin. And so can you tell me a little bit about how that got started? How it started was that we had been um, aware of of a ROPS rebate program in New York that had been uh, quite successful and So we wanted to try to replicate that in Wisconsin, again, with this focus of preventing injury and death for Wisconsin farmers. And the tractor overturn is the leading cause of death on farms. So um, it seemed very important that we get started on that. So we have an annual fundraiser here in Marshfield called the Auction of Champions. And through that fundraiser, we got seed money to get started uh, with our ROPS rebate program. Our community donors thought, as we did, that that was a very important program to get started in Wisconsin. Annually, how much are you guys getting donated to this program? Well, that that is part of the issue that's leading us to uh, uh, pursue state funding is that donations vary from year to year. And so we're never sure if we're going to have money for it or how much we're going to have. And so the fact that these donations fluctuate and, you know, may or may not continue is why we're looking for um, some state funding that would um, be more secure in terms of us knowing how much money we have and how what we can promise farmers. Can you explain maybe if you've seen any impact um, directly from this funding that maybe someone's gotten in getting a rebate? Um, I don't have like the exact exact story, but from New York, which New York runs a program very similar to us, the difference is they are state funded, and they're they're in their twelfth year of funding, and they have done studies on on the efficacy and cost-effectiveness of the program and found that um, 
there's savings both economic and and from a public health standpoint that the program is is very very helpful in that uh, the costs averted by preventing injuries is four times the investment, and those savings continue to multiply as the tractors remain in service. So, in an overall sense of how the program is doing in New York, similar to our program, except we're doing donated dollars, they're doing state dollars, um, that, that they found the program to be very effective. How many people on average currently is the National Farm Medicine Center able to help? Well, we average about um, 40, 35 to 40 um, roll bars that we put on each year. So, so as of today, I checked our numbers. We've put on 268 roll bars uh, on tractors, and the majority of them are in central and western Wisconsin, and that's because that's where our donor base is. Our community donors are from those that area, so we've very much concentrated our efforts there. Can you explain the importance of getting it to be state-sponsored? If we know what the amount of money is, we can certainly get many more farmers each year um, retrofit, get their tractors retrofitted. We're, um, as I said, if we've got 100,000 tractors that need to be retrofitted, we can do it at a much uh, better pace uh, with state funding. And if people are looking for any current information about applying to have a, get a rebate for their rollover protection system, where can they go for that information? Uh, there's a there's a website um, called ROTS R for You um, that will give them all, give farmers all the background information about why the roll bars are important, and it. Uh, we'll give them a phone number that they can call toll-free, or if they're interested in just enrolling online, they can do that as well. And once once they enroll, they'll get information on what's available, what ROPs are available for the uh, make and model of their tractor, and what, what it's estimated that it'll cost so that farmers can do that, uh, fi- figuring out the math and figuring out if, if they can fit it into their budget. And then... Um, so all of that information will be on the website, and again, it's ROPS R for you. The wheels have begun to move to have the ROPS program be state-funded. Representative Bob Culp from Stratford helped to author the bill that passed unanimously in the State Agriculture Committee early in May and explained more about the bill itself. It is uh, to provide grants for an organization that will provide rollover protection structures for farmers with older tractors. There are about 200,000 farm tractors in the state, and about 100,000 of those were built before they voluntarily started putting rollover protection, those bars you see to keep a tractor from flipping all the way over, of course, on tractors. So there are a lot of farmers, especially on the smaller family farms that are using older equipment that still have tractors that have no way to protect the occupant if the tractor rolls over. And these are done in conjunction with a seatbelt so that the farmer can be safe and secure and go home to his family at night. And I think it's uh, just a, a very good effort that the National Farm Medicine Center has been doing for the last number of years, working on donated funds. And I think it's a testament to the fact that the uh, people really in Wisconsin, no matter which side of the aisle you're on, care about the farm community and want to have it be as safe as possible because it is as you know, a very dangerous environment. This passed unanimously in the Agricultural Committee. Can you talk a little bit on that for me? I mean, it's always great when you have a bill that has unanimous support coming out of committee. And 
Honestly, contrary to popular thought, uh, 85% of the bills in last session were actually unanimous, where there were no dissenting votes. So it's not as uncommon as sometimes you would think, but it's always nice when you have a bill that that does have complete unanimous and bipartisan support. This is, again, one of those bills that I think earned that because no matter which side of the aisle you're on, you really care about farmers going home safely at night. And it is a, a way to say the farm community is important to us and family farms, especially the, the smaller variety, are certainly very important as they're running their older equipment. What are the next steps for this bill in, in getting this potentially to be state funded? The next step, of course, is a hearing in the assembly. And it's just been a matter of scheduling that has not allowed us to get to that. But uh, the Ag Committee chairman on the assembly side is a co-sponsor of the bill. So I certainly believe that it will get a hearing. And then it'll have to be exec, which is to say in a vote taken in the executive session out of the assembly. Then it'll be to each of the houses, the Senate and the assembly for scheduling on the floor. And hopefully we'll get to that point. And if we do, then it'll go on the governor's desk. And I've had a conversation with uh, Governor Ebers about this, and he certainly uh, expressed no uh, no concern about it, which is always a good thing. And especially when a bill comes out unanimously, when you have split leadership and split parties, uh, in charge of the government of the state, you can be more confident that it'll go all the way through. So still a number of hurdles to cross, but certainly not uh, not insurmountable ones and delighted to see the vote in the Ag Committee being unanimous. The bipartisan support for this program shows the importance of farm safety to all of those here in Wisconsin, both on and off the farm. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Reba McClone. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than just serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable. Serving part-time lets you attend school full-time while you take advantage of education benefits that can help you graduate debt-free. If a civilian career is your goal, serving part-time allows you to work at a full-time job. The skills, qualities, and contacts you'll develop in the Guard can open doors to a great civilian career. Want to serve but worried about being away from friends and family? Part-time service in the Army National Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want while you enjoy the many benefits of serving your community and nation. You owe it to yourself to learn more about how the Army National Guard can fit into your life. Visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need new windows. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 Years and 80 Minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends. Not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision. With the huge swing in temperatures from below zero to the upper 90s, Ganser Company has the only window made for Wisconsin climate. Infinity Windows from Marvin offer a lifetime warranty. Bring on the ice, wind, and the heat. Infinity Windows don't warp, crack, or fade like vinyl windows. Call today, 608-222-1243. Or stop into our showroom and see the Infinity Window Experience. 
Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple. Dancer, that's the answer. She's like your older sister. But louder. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 521 on a Wednesday morning. That's starting off with uh, more rainfall reports from around our area. Thank you to Kirby up in uh, the La Crescent area. Better than six-tenths of an inch of rain in his rain gauge. North Fond du Lac Dell. Good morning, my friend. He had more than three-tenths of an inch of rain in his rain gauge. And I'm going to guess, Stumach Ag Meteorologist, that that's about what I got on the west side of Madison. I just glanced at uh, the rain gauge this morning, and it looked like about three-tenths. What do you got out there? Well, the airport in Madison says 3,500s, 4,100s at La Crosse, a quarter inch at Fond du Lac. So wasn't a big deal as far as rain. There was some wind. I know there's quite a bit of debris in my yard at home, things that moved around a lot. But the low pressure system still off to the south that's keeping this all stirred up. It's this big, low, slowly moving north up into the into Nebraska today. It's going to weaken somewhat, head towards southern Minnesota. Now it's pushed most of the rain well to our north, far northeast Wisconsin, very far northern Wisconsin up into the UP, but some rain circling up into southern Minnesota. We're not quite out of the woods. Late tonight, a little shower activity possible as that low starts to pull further north. Some rain to wrap up this week is most likely going to be seen. Could be heavier than we've had. And I think by the weekend, we get back to more normal temperatures, maybe a little warmer as well. I'll have forecast details in a moment. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. We grew up here, and many of us are farm kids through and through. So whether you have one acre or a thousand. Whether you're building a house or a legacy. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. And And we're we're ready ready to champion champion rural together. together. Learn more at Compere.com. Compere Financial. Equal credit opportunity lender. For control of yellow nut sedge and tough-to-kill broadleaf weeds like common lamb's quarters and water hemp in your cornfield, Tank Mix Yukon in your post-emergence herbicide treatment. Yukon is the gold standard in knockdown and residual control of yellow nut sedge. With two modes of action, Yukon gives you an easy-to-tank mix tool that also helps defend against herbicide resistance. To keep your cornfields clean of yield-robbing yellow nut sedge and tough broadleaf weeds, trust Yukon from Gowan, USA. So everybody's kind of waking up in the upper 40s, low 50s this morning, Stu, but it sounds like it's going to warm up a bit. It is going to warm up today. And you know, if you notice carefully, it may even feel a little humid, I think. Uh, Cloudy skies, but they are going to clear today. More sunshine around, most likely mid-70s almost everywhere, but the south winds stay strong, 10 to 20. They'll gust up around 30. Partly cloudy, a slight rain chance in the night. Otherwise, temperatures holding in the mid-50s, low to mid-50s. South winds about 5 to 15. Mostly sunny tomorrow, low 70s. Winds out of the west will be around 8 to 18. Thursday night, Friday, scattered showers, maybe some thunderstorms. Rain amounts in a half to one inch range Thursday night through Friday. But mid-70s again Friday, Pam, and I'd expect a little sun and probably 70s at least in the weekend. Sounds okay. Yeah, I guess so. If we could just shut the spigot off for a while, and I agree with you on the humidity side of things. I think I noticed that coming in too. All right, buddy, keep your webs clean. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. You betcha. We'll see you then.
Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist with Weather Details. And if I take a look around uh, the state, like I said, temperatures right now, we're all kind of in the same boat. So far this morning, Lacrosse, you're starting off with partly cloudy skies, 52 degrees. Mauston, cloudy and 48. Fond du Lac, cloudy and 48. Oshkosh, cloudy and 48. Madison, cloudy and 50 degrees. Again, thank you to all you rainfall reporters that are chipping in with information on a Wednesday morning. More food news coming your way after 530. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. I don't know about you, but I don't have the time or the energy to drive all over town trying to find a good deal when it comes to my ride. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yonke here from my buddies at Zimbrick Chevrolet, Main Street, Sun Prairie. I've told you this story before, how they hooked me up with my Suburban. I didn't have a lot of time. I had to get a new ride fast. So what I did was give them a list of everything I wanted included in my ride, and bam, they got it. Plus, the best price guaranteed. Uh Uh-huh. They're so confident they can beat any other dealer's price on the same vehicles, they'll pay you $500 cash if they can't. So why waste all the time and energy driving all over town when you can just drive in to Zimbrick Chevrolet Main Street Sun Prairie and get the best price guaranteed? A great vehicle, no buyer's remorse. Now that's the kind of relationship I can live with. Check out their entire inventory online, ZimbrickChevrolet.com, or like I said, stop in and tell them the farm babe sent you. The Madison Area Crime Stoppers and the Madison Police Crime Prevention Unit need your help in reducing stolen automobiles in the city of Madison. There have been 150 stolen vehicles so far in 2019, a 14% increase over the same time period last year. In April of this year, the city had 34 stolen autos reported, representing a 36% increase over April of 2018. Of the 34 stolen autos reported in April, 28 had keys left in them. Two cars were unlocked and running at the time of the theft. Stolen auto incidents have occurred at all times of the day, but they are more frequent during the overnight hours. Take into consideration the following crime prevention tips. Lock your doors. Remove your keys from the vehicle. Do not leave a spare key near your vehicle. Close the windows. Park in well-lit areas. Install an audible alarm system and anti-theft device. Install a vehicle immobilizer system. Install a tracking system. And remember, look out for your neighbors and lock it up. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Wisconsin. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Wisconsin Athletic Directors Association. Sarah, it's time to do a little spring cleaning. What? We're going to clear up a misunderstanding and repair some messed up jewelry. What misunderstanding? People hear our ads and see our stores and assume we're a national chain. But Kessler's is Wisconsin born and bred. Our only store outside the state is in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Nice town, right? Fabulous town. 
Now tell me about that messed up jewelry. People don't realize Kessler's will clean and repair your jewelry no matter where you bought it. You heard about Joe's mom, right? Yeah, she brought her really old engagement ring into Kessler's to have it repaired. And now she can't quit staring at it. Our jewelry technicians are awesome. Everything about Kessler's is awesome. True that. Magnificent diamond stud earrings, engagement rings, diamond pendants, and one-of-a-kind custom jewelry. Welcome to Kessler's. Find the Kessler's nearest you at Kessler'sDiamonds.com. Agronomy, feed, propane, agri-finance, fuels, and more. Inside FS is your supplier of choice. Inside FS can supply feed for your livestock, your pets, and anything in between. An Inside FS nutritionist can customize to your unique needs. Talk to our feed team today. From energy to agriculture, on the farm or at home, make Inside FS your valued partner. Visit InsightFS.com for a location near you. For decades, white planters have earned a reputation for boosting yields and profits. Now they've taken a quantum leap forward with the addition of Precision Planting's remarkable seeding technology. It gives you more speed, more precision, and better yields. Plant with confidence for an early season win and an end of season reward. Learn more about white planters at your local Ziegler Ag Equipment location or online at zieglerag.com. My brother uh, at Thor Sanity says, this never would have happened under Mike McCarthy. What a, <laughs> what a disaster LaFleur has been so far. Aaron Rodgers getting basically owned by some schlob and hitting on his girl in front of him. David Bakhtiari is binge drinking on national TV. <laughs> and now Josh Jones wants out. I'm surprised it took that long for the first blaming of Rodgers. This has got to be Rodgers' fault, right? Some he's level, not blaming Rodgers, he's blaming LaFleur. No, I know, but at some level, waiting for the first... Tweet or story we run it back, about the though. Packers locker room that Josh Jones wants to be traded because he doesn't like Aaron Rodgers. Counting down in five, <laughs> four, three. Go ahead. If we run it back, though, wasn't HaHa Clinton Dix on Mike McCarthy's watch, or did he already check out of that season? Because we know Rodgers did. HaHa uh, Clinton Dix wanted. Oh, you want out. a d-bag for that, also, Nelson? But go ahead. HaHa just wanted out, and he was like saying, "Like, yeah, I'm either here or I'm not. Don't matter. I'm gonna get my money, basically." Right. And then he went to the Skins, and they realized that he doesn't have it anymore, and then sent him to the Bears. Who now think he's really good. Yeah, and the Bears fans who loved Adrian Amos now think Adrian Amos is bad. But HaHa Clinton Dix is good, even though the Bears fans hated HaHa Clinton Dix. And said ago. he sucked. And said he sucked, but now they love him. But now they hate Adrian Amos, who they said was good, but now it's bad. And news update, they're still looking for a kicker. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, we should have a—I uh, didn't think of that earlier. Shame on me. we, we got to start the—when does the first— story come out of the Packers locker room and Aaron Rodgers uh, when it comes to Josh Jones being unhappy. Oh, by you the way, know that story's got to be. He wasn't invited to the Kentucky Derby. Let me ask you guys. There this. you go. I actually got an email from, I think it was HaHa Clinton Dix's agent or someone involved with his, like, his marketing appeal, like his image. Uh-huh. So they emailed me. Next Monday, HaHa is actually going to be in Madison. And he's going to unveil something at, at 10 o'clock um, over in my neck of the woods, north side, for a school. Because, he, you know, he's big into, like, um, uh, he went to school and got for, like, what yeah. was he, like, huh? a police officer? or he, he did something when it comes to, like, yeah. criminal law. He went to, he, in the offseason, he, like, like interned to be, like, a detective. Yeah, so th- like, he's with, unveiling like, some kind of, like, he's unveiling some kind of program or something on the north side. I forget what school it is. And they wanted, they, they asked me if I should be the MC of the event. But it's, at, it's during the Joan Ebo show. But can I, should I do that? First of all, should I do that, knowing he's a Chicago Bear now? 
That's a tough one. Like um, he's I mean, literally a Chicago Bear. Yeah, that's a I tough hate one. the Chicago Bears. You know, I think actually, but I like I like helping kids. That's yeah, charity. That's a tough I like one. Charity. I think, but it's during the Joan Ebo show too. Like, should I skip the Joan Ebo show to go help Haha Clinton Dix unveil this thing? It's a tough one. I feel like that's a future. Save that for later in well, the I gotta week. let him know, like ASAP. I oh. could see Should Haha Clinton Dix being. I just remembered it. Huh? I could see him being a detective. You know, don't they tail people? Haha Clinton Dix never really covered people. He's always tailing them. There you go. Uh, if you're listening and I do say yes to this, I'd apologize for what Nelson just said. Well, I, how about this? Well, like I have a Q&A. So I want to get him on the Q&A. I want to hear his take on Aaron Rodgers. Tell him you'll MC if he comes on the show beforehand. No, they said this. Wouldn't they send this email to me Friday? Nelly? was that Friday or Thursday? Uh, yeah, I don't. It was the end of last week. Sometime. I kind of forgot about it. And then we weren't in the office yesterday. So no, I don't know if probably, I missed the boat. But. Well, I would say this because. I, with between, well, Josh, Chicago Bear, between I don't really... Josh Jones and this going on, I'm sure he would have insight on that. I'll with hit him the up the whole today. McCarthy firing. I guarantee he's got insight on that and the Bleach Report. So I, I'll ask. I'll email him back today. Tell him you'll do it if he'll come on the show because I want to do a deep dive. Okay, well I'll have to leave the show then on Monday for a little while. Hey, well, you know, we'll soldier on. Well, right. but also Monday is Memorial Day, so there is no show. So you oh, also maybe it's have Tuesday that. then. You can keep that in mind. Oh, um, I'll check out the X's and O's on there. Right. Sounds email. like you got some work to do on that. Man, not really. Um, well, what am I supposed to ask him? Like, oh, you're not a Packer anymore. How's it feel? Hey, yeah, I think Rod- it'd be somewhat weird. Aaron Rodgers is a prima donna, yeah? Oh, okay. No, 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 no. That, you, you don't do that. At Coach the, Mike McCarthy's the GOAT? No, yeah. not when you're emceeing. You do that. I'll, we'll take care of that on the show. You get him on the show. We'll take care well, of that. Well, I have that. a Q&A session, allegedly, but I got like, what am I going to say to him when these little kids are sitting on there? Hey, hey, you kind of he has got thrown torched. softballs, you know? Did did little kids ever ride your bike, you know? Who was your favorite <laughs> team growing up? What's your favorite part about Wisconsin? Come on, man. I'll write all these down for you. I got it. I got it. Let me just check my email. Um, all right. Club Bristol Twitter poll. I was uh, on vacation last week. I was in Scotland golfing, and I learned very painfully the first day that I played. At least I found out early, so it, I guess, could prepare myself the rest of the trip. That there is no drinking of any sort on the golf course. There is also no golf carts. Now, that one I knew going in because I had the caddy. So, I wasn't really that hurt about the golf cart. But if I didn't have a caddy, I probably would have been. But the beer thing was stunning to me. So, we asked the question, if you could only have one while golfing, which would you choose? Beer or a golf cart? Very close vote. Right now, 53% of the vote saying beer. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. There may be a lot of Wisconsin farmers excited about the prospects that industrial hemp in Wisconsin brings to them, but their lenders may not be quite so excited about the prospects. We're talking about it in just a little bit. Tammy Vossen with the Wisconsin Beef Council in studio with us. May is Beef Month, and we want to make sure that you're celebrating. Stick around for that. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Wednesday. I imagine a lot of Milwaukee Buck fans are waking up this morning in a little bit of pain. The Bucks lost game number four in the Eastern Conference playoffs last night to the Raptors by a final score, 120-102. to Milwaukee Bucks back in Milwaukee this Thursday at 7.30 p.m., for that tiebreaker. Why do I bring it up? On this date back in 1968, the Milwaukee Bucks were actually named. They were selected as the franchise name after 14,000 fans got involved in a team naming contest. 45 people suggested the name. One was R.D. Treblecox. He won a car for his efforts. That was back in 1968. The Milwaukee Bucks were named. Also on this date back in 1980, Pac-Man. The arcade game was actually released. 
I know that's going to sound funny to anybody that's uh, younger than about 50 years of age in the audience, but Pac-Man back in 1980 came to be. And now you know. Well, we know that there's a lot of interest in Wisconsin to grow industrialized hemp, but there may not be a lot of interest in financing the growth of industrial hemp. Yesterday, Wisconsin independent bankers got together in Madison for their day at the Capitol. Josh Scramlin was there and says, while farmers might be excited about the crop, everybody needs to know more about the crop, what it takes to grow, maybe more importantly, what it takes to find profitability. Josh? Hemp, or industrial hemp, is a member of the cannabis family, but it is completely different from its more famous or infamous, depending on how you look at it, cousin, the marijuana plant. In the early 1940s, Wisconsin led the country in the production of hemp, but in 1970, it got swept into the Federal Controlled Substances Act, along with marijuana, and became an illegal drug. And because of that, a ban was placed on growing the crop in the United States for nearly 50 years. But times have certainly changed as it is no longer illegal and farmers in Wisconsin have started planting hemp again. Even though many people are more than excited to latch on to the idea of hemp as an agricultural commodity, many people quite simply don't know what to think. So with that being said, let's try to make a little sense of it. I recently attended a panel put on by the Wisconsin Bankers Association that focused on hemp in agriculture and just exactly what that means for the farmer and the bank. After the panel, I was able to speak with State Senator Pat Teston, and he told me why he thinks a lot of farms and financial institutions are cautious to get into the hemp industry. I think a lot of times when people associate hemp, they think of its nefarious cousin, the marijuana plant. And so I think that's why a lot of people have questions when uh, individuals approach them and say, we'd like to get a business loan for this hemp company. And so understandably, I was in the same boat when I was first approached about hemp back in 2017 by now retired state representative Jesse Kramer. It's just the educational component needs to continue. And now that I think that we have some much needed clarity that was provided in the 2018 Farm Bill, it's just going to further legitimize this as a commodity crop no different than corn or soy. During the panel, Senator Teston said that he believes that hemp could be the green rush of the 21st century, and it could be an enormous cash crop for Wisconsin farmers, comparing them to cranberries and potatoes. So when I had him one-on-one, I asked him just how big of a cash crop he sees hemp being. I mean, it varies. I mean, depending on exactly what you are growing, whether it's for fiber, whether it's for um, the seeds, whether it's for CBD oil, I mean, you're going to get widely different different price ranges. I know right now, organic CBD, I mean, you can get a ton of money per acre anywhere. I've heard reports from 1500 an acre up to 3000 an acre. And so, I mean, it... It varies wildly right now as far as the profitability of this, but as more and more people come online, as this becomes a stronger and bigger industry here in the state, I do see this as a potential cash crop for our farmers who are in desperate need of some sort of relief, given low commodity prices, given the tariffs that we've had in in the last 10 months. So that's why I'm optimistic that this can help potentially be a, a huge boom for our state's A community. That's what an elected official has to say about hemp, But what does someone in the agricultural community have to say about it? I spoke with Jennifer Heaton Amrine, policy advisor with the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, Trade and Consumer Protection, and asked her what she would say to a farmer that is considering getting into the newly legal industry. I would encourage farmers to get into the hemp industry because it's a new opportunity for an emerging crop. Um, It can provide a different source of income, um, another crop to put into the rotation, and uh, there's a bright future for it. And what makes Wisconsin's 
hemp program be on the forefront of hemp production in the U.S.? Because it sounds like we got a good thing going here. Yeah, um, our hemp program is a little different from some of the other states because we um, allow anybody to participate in it as long as they meet the requirements. So some states limit the number of applicants and the number of acres, and we let anybody um, into it. We take a very entrepreneurial approach to it, which um, is going to provide dividends, I think, because um, people can have great ideas and they're not limited because they didn't get in the door. The first day. According to DATCAP's website, applications and registrations for the 2019 hemp season are now closed, and the next license opportunity will open in fall 2019 for the growing and processing season of 2020. No matter what your personal opinion on the matter may be, there is one big takeaway that I had from this panel, and that is that hemp is a very legitimate business. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. If something unexpected happens to your business, wouldn't you want to be protected by a local Wisconsin-based insurance company that also protects thousands of other Wisconsin businesses? There's a local rural mutual insurance agent office near you, and premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Rural mutual insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. So this is your year, huh? The year that you're going to spend more time doing the things that you love and getting some of those projects off your list. Well, guess what? McFarland's applauds you, and they're ready to help. I'm Pam Yonke for McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City, just off Highway 12, where everything is all under one roof. And that's a good thing. You know why? Because right now, McFarland's has some incredible deals on closeout accessories for different Kubota models, tractor cabs, buckets, a lot of other items that are in limited supplies. Better yet, light construction equipment, tractors, RTVs right now, all special financing deals available at McFarland. So if you're looking to enjoy more of the great outdoors, maybe you want to upgrade that uh, lawn project, or maybe you're thinking already about fall and enhancing that deer stand, listen, it's all under one roof at McFarland's, your Kubota dealer right there, 780 Carolina Street. That's in the heart of Sauk City. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. As proud partners of the beef industry, we're here for you and join you in celebrating National Beef Month in May. Learn more at Compere.com. Trademarks of Compere Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. 5.43 on the clock. I want you to know that there are some rumors coming out of Washington, D.C. on the next round of payments through the Market Facilitation Program. Remember, that program was created to help offset the losses farmers have witnessed in their commodity prices because of the tariff situation around the world. So the new information that's coming out of USDA this morning is that they are going to be ready to make the payments fairly soon, and those payments are going to be based on the crop that you plant, the acreage that you plant, and your historic yield on those crops per acre. They say they are not planning on paying on prevented acres. So if you're looking at prevented plant, you may forego a market facilitation program. They uh, consider that double dipping at USDA. So those are the early rumors 
about the next round of market facilitation program payments. We'll wait and see if they become reality. So markets in overnight electronic trade, just a little bit lower. Right now, we've got December corn trading down three cents at 407.5. November beans, they're up a quarter of a cent at 848 and three quarters. July new crop wheat currently down seven and a quarter at 471 and a half. Barrel cheese dropped two and a quarter yesterday to 160 and a quarter. 40 pound black cheese, that was up three quarters of a cent at 168. Double A butter on Tuesday dropped a penny and a quarter down to 232 and three quarters per pound. Fluid milk also finished lower. June milk was down seven at 1637 a hundredweight. July milk down seven closed at 1656 a hundredweight. Well, not only is uh, June National Dairy Month, May is Beef Month, and we want you to celebrate. Wisconsin Beef Council's got a lot of different things going on to engage with consumers on why they need beef. Tammy Vossen, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Beef Council, in studio with us next for this week's installment of Checkoff Chats. Stick around. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. The Madison Area Crime Stoppers and the Madison Police Crime Prevention Unit need your help in reducing stolen automobiles in the city of Madison. There have been 150 stolen vehicles so far in 2019, a 14% increase over the same time period last year. In April of this year, the city had 34 stolen autos reported, representing a 36% increase over April of 2018. Of the 34 stolen autos reported in April, 28 had keys left in them. Two cars were unlocked and running at the time of the theft. Stolen auto incidents have occurred at all times of the day, but they are more frequent during the overnight hours. Take into consideration the following crime prevention tips. Lock your doors. Remove your keys from the vehicle. Do not leave a spare key near your vehicle. Close the windows. Park in well-lit areas. Install an audible alarm system and anti-theft device. Install a vehicle immobilizer system. Install a tracking system. And remember, look out for your neighbors and lock it up. It's a summer tradition unlike any other. Talking about the Average Joe Golf Open. And it's back Friday, June 28th at the Oaks Golf Course. Make sure you sign up today. We will fill this thing up like we do every year and again raise a ton of money for the Badger Honor Flight. I can't think of a more worthy charity than flying our veterans to the nation's capital to honor them. Sign up today at madcitysportszone.com. The 2019 Average Joe's Golf Open. Brought to you by J-Dog Junk Removal, U.S. Vet General Contracting, Middleton Travel, and the Oaks Golf Course. Your John Deere and your Sloan deal is here now during deer season. Run with a John Deere 3025E compact utility tractor from Sloan's. Get 0% for 60 months, plus $1,500 off with the purchase of two or more implements. Offer ends 731.19. Some restrictions apply. See Sloan Implement for details. Choose John Deere and then choose your plus size Sloan deal today. Visit Sloan's.com or stop in today. A lady who knows overalls are fashionable every season. Aren't you taking this a bit far? The fabulous farm babe, Pam Yonke. Welcome back to Check Off Chats, an opportunity for us to update you on what's happening behind the scenes with the Wisconsin Beef Council. And of course, your beef checkoff dollars. And remember, that involves an awful lot of our dairy population as well. If you've ever sold a cold cow, a calf, a Holstein steer, remember you're contributing to that beef checkoff. And in studio with us, Tammy Vossen, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Beef Council. Remember, you find them online, beeftips.com, or on uh, the social media, Facebook, Wisconsin Beef 
Council and a lot of different uh, social interactions out there. Happy Wisconsin Beef Month. May is Beef Month in Wisconsin, Tammy, and your staff has been mobilized, uh, not literally, <laughs> literally mobilized, out with uh, the cattle drive that happens in the month of May, that 5K, 10K event that involves consumers and our beef producers. You know, May Beef Month is uh, a little early to some, but in Wisconsin we grill year-round. Tell me a little bit about some of the information that today's consumers are going to see about May Beef Month in Wisconsin. Well, certainly during May Beef Month, we'll focus in um, on on the grilling opportunities that are out there. So as Angie is out and about during the month of May doing her television appearances, she's got some delicious grilling recipes that she's going to be featuring from steaks uh, to burgers all the way through uh, the gamut of choices that are available to our consumers for beef cuts today. And we certainly encourage everyone to go to our website at beeftips.com, download the current recipes recipes that she is featuring, um, and, and that's something that she does throughout the whole year. So 12 different themes uh, during each of the 12 different months of the year, but certainly as a way to kick off May Beef Month and, and grilling season, uh, that's going to be the focus for this month. Well, and I don't uh, I don't want to spoil it, but in June, back again, we should be out on our burger tour with Ms. Horkin and some of the rest of the Beef Council crew. Uh, remind people what that is about and why they might want to Keep an eye on social media streams for that update. Yeah, so Madison Burger Week is coming up starting June 6th through the 13th, and it's an opportunity for the Madison restaurants to create some unique um, burger entrees, I guess. And for all of the restaurants that participate, they donate $1 for each burger that is um, purchased during Burger Week to the River Food Pantry. And there's other partnerships in there as well. So really trying to help grow the awareness of um, being able to help those in need within our community, but also for us to have a chance to go out and sample some delicious burgers from our fantastic restaurants here well, in Madison. You'll want to kind of keep uh, an eye on Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook and I imagine uh, Twitter and Instagram. In the past, we've been happy, more than happy, to partner with the Wisconsin Beef Council and travel with them, uh, sampling some of those burgers in a day. We kind of try to get it done in a day. Now with my enhanced staff, I think we might actually be able to do it it and enjoy it as opposed to it being like a, a, a painful situation by the end of the day. Wonderful smile on our face, but a very, very full belly. So kind of keep up on our social streams and we'll keep you posted there. You know, speaking of social media, though, Tammy, that is one area uh, where you are very, very responsible to producers making sure that every dollar invested is getting some kind of measurable return. Social media, when it comes to May being Beef Month, is a great way to mobilize that audience. Yeah, it certainly is. Of course, we know that all of our millennial generation today is highly engaged on social media. And so we have really targeted our advertising into the social media area here over the last several years. So you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, of course, if you're on those platforms. But we also work with an ad agency that allows us the chance to raise the profile to our target audience, um, which really is those older millennial parents and um, do different themes during each month of the year. So, of course, with May being beef month and grilling season, that's kind of the focus for our um, recipe advertisements on social media this current month. But we also do our behind the beef stories, which 
showcases a, a Wisconsin farm family each and every month and talks about, you know, how we're raising beef for our consumers here within the state of Wisconsin. So just to give you an example of some of the results, we've got our March results in and from that social media advertising, we had almost 250,000 impressions of consumers who um, saw those advertisements and maybe took some type of additional um, step, whether it was to click through, to read more, to watch the the recipe video that was featured in those advertisements. So that's something that is going on each and every single month of the year, um, being able to raise a profile so that um, we're continuing to grow demand for beef here in Wisconsin. And remember, sometimes, not all, not all the time, but every once in a while you go into grocery stores, you guys still are happy to try to work with grocers, point of purchase materials, uh, recipe, nutrition information in the grocery store where you can also have that direct impact on consumers. We are, and we've actually um, been able to forge some partnerships here lately with some of our Wisconsin-based retailers and featuring our Chuck Knows Beef app, which I know we've talked about here um, on the Checkoff Chat in the past, but it's really an online platform that can also be accessed through a Google Home um, or an Alexa where you can ask any question you want about beef. So if you've got a flank steak in the refrigerator and you want to get some grilling recipes for that tonight, you can go to chucknosebeef.com or ask your in-home assistant uh, those questions, and they'll they'll give you some of that feedback. So we've got retailers who are engaged in that now as well, a couple of them who are featuring it on their website and in some of their um, circular advertising. So it's a great opportunity for us to spread that message um, and have our consumers be able to better understand what they're looking for when, that, when they're at the grocery store looking to purchase beef. Like she said, it's not just about what they see in that end product at the grocery store. Uh, don't forget about all those farm families that are telling their Wisconsin beef story on uh, social media, on uh, the website, again, beeftips.com. Tammy Vossen in studio with us. And like she said, May is Beef Month. Get ready to enjoy. If you've got questions about how to prepare that beef, maybe you want to try a new cut, a different cut. Well, believe me. They've got all the resources you need. Beeftips.com or on uh, Facebook, Wisconsin Beef Council. And again, like we said, always looking for new ways to reach those consumers. Thanks to your beef checkoff dollars, which of course includes a lot of our dairy producers as well. Checkoff Chats brought to you courtesy of your beef checkoff dollars and our partnership with the Equity Livestock Sales Association. Enjoy May Beef Month. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.